Welcome to Make It Count, Living a Legacy Life, where we invest in what matters, God and people. I'm Sue Donaldson, speaker, author, and creator of WelcomeHeart.com, where you can learn to know and show the heart of God. And that's what counts. Thank you for joining me. Good morning. Today, I'm happy to introduce to you my new friend, Patsy Burnett. She's from Instant Encouragements. I met her online because we're both bloggers, and she has uh, such a heart for encouragement, and she's encouraged me uh, commenting on my blog, and we've uh, communicated back and forth. And Patsy, tell us a little bit about your family and uh, about your ministry about encouraging, because I think that's your main thing. Isn't that right? It is. Um, So I live in Atlanta, Georgia with my husband and we have four kids, two boys and two girls and they're all adults now. And Mm -hmm. I, I love the relationship I have with them. It's like, I have these new adult friends. Hmm. Um, A lot of times, you know, we're hanging out doing things, playing games and I don't even think of them as my kids. They're just my friends now, uh, which is really nice. And, um, so Instant Encouragement started uh, about 2015. I'm not really big on um, making resolutions, but I made an agreement with myself that January 1st that I would be in the Word of God every day that year, and I would not miss a day. Tell me a little bit about that statement, because... Um... Well, right now when we're recording, we're heading into the new year. By the time this is out, we'll be heading into the next year, perhaps. But I feel like September is always the new year because I was a high school teacher and wow. we, we were in school for so many years. So really, any day is a new day with Christ. But when you say you made an agreement with myself, can you just elaborate a little bit? And could you talk a little bit louder so we can hear you? Well, I just decided that I needed this. I was, I'm in a season of life between this last child leaving the nest and becoming a, a caregiver for my parents. Okay. Um, and so I've got this, a little bit of freedom that I haven't had before when I was raising kids when they were little. And, you know, if you have little mamas that are listening, I know how busy they are. And it's hard to find that time to dive into God's word like you want to. Um, and I know that the day is coming and my parents are in their 80s and I know that that could happen at any moment when I won't have that time again Okay. for, for a time. So I'm in this little uh, time period here where I can dive into his word and I can spend more time and I'm really relishing that right now. And, and so I, I decided I wanted to be in his word every day and I knew I needed some accountability. Okay. And so... Instant encouragement started uh, as I would just post what God was teaching me that day. Oh, it started on Instagram, and um, and I just shared there what He taught me that that day. And and you know, God is is so great and so good to us like that to give us exactly what we need that day, just like the Israelites. He gave them manna. He, he didn't take them to Costco and give them the super-sized box of manna. He <laughs> they needed for that day. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he gives to us. So he was giving me that every day, and I was sharing that on Instagram every day. Well, I want to go back to that. I'm sorry I keep circling around, but I'm fascinated because I am the kind of person, someone told me this years ago, that when... I learn something new, even if it's something new at Costco, I have to share it immediately. It's just part of my 
nature. Now, I'm more of an expert. I don't think you're an extrovert, Patsy, is my impression. But you have, you still have this impelling, I'd like to call it a compelling and impelling from the Holy Spirit that wants, I mean, some might, some might, might say, well, God's taught me something, so it's for me. Or I don't have the I think it takes guts, especially to go on Instagram at our age, because you are uh, about 10 years younger than I am, but um, past 50. And um, and this is not a numbers game in God's viewpoint. We were just talking before we started recording that, you know, people who get older need to keep working for Jesus. We don't retire, we retread, is what my pastor says. So the fact that you have the Gall. I think it's gall and courage. Did you feel like you were taking a risk, even the tech part? What explain that whole thing? Or did you say, hey, everybody wants to hear what God taught me today? So here I am. I've actually um I I have an encouraging nature, I think. Okay. And I actually have been in the tech part for years. I built websites for clients and that sort of thing. The tech part was easy for me. Hmm. I just needed a place to share what God was giving me and hmm. started with Instagram. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so you said you needed a platform, basically a place. What would you say to someone who's feeling a need uh, to start sharing encouragement? What, how would you encourage them to get started? Well, social media is a great tool for sharing encouragement and sharing what God is, is showing you in your life and what he's doing in your life. There's so much bad out there. We as Christians need to share the good. Mm-hmm. We need to share the good every day. And it's a it's a free platform. Um, now, hopefully we won't be censored. I know some things are censored, um, but it's a free platform and we need to use that platform. Mm-hmm. You, you may have been the one who said it. Like, uh, it may have been Sarah Gerginger. I don't know if you know her. Yeah. Also, she's always putting um, comforting things and things, statements to bring us back to thinking about the Lord, no matter what's going on. And that's what I see that you're doing. So in speaking of legacy, I'm sure that relates, but uh, what legacy do you want to pass down to those you know and love? So when I think about legacy, I think about the church that I grew up in. And the church I grew up in had these big letters across the front of the auditorium that said to know God and to make him known. Mm. And that has just, it was there every Sunday to remind me that this needs to be your focus. And that really has become my focus as we, um, as we raise children uh, to know God, to make him known. Because, you know, when you're raising children, um, I don't think you realize it when they're little but you are raising these little arrows that you are sending out into the world. And I heard, um, I heard a man say one time that your children are message sent to a place you'll never go. Ooh. And so true. And so if we can raise them with, um, with eternity in mind, instead of just these, the earth, the earthly things, um, and send them out into the world, um, they can be just like little disciples for Jesus Christ. How did you go about doing that? Well, I don't think we were as intentional about it as we could have been. I mean, when you're raising little ones, you're just kind of in the thick of it and you just do what you have to do. And, and you know, you pray a lot. Right. Um, and I really think um, 
we could have been better parents, but we, by the grace of God, did the best we could, we feel like. Um, you know, I would have scripture on the wall, prints of scripture in every room, um, even like in the boys' bathroom, up on the toilet where I knew they had to see it, right? <laughs> yeah. Scripture on that wall. Um, there's a lot of scripture art that you can get for all kinds of decor that will match the children's room, that will match your dining room, it'll match your kitchen. Um, so that, and we tried to model at home what God was doing in us. So if we were having financial struggles, we let the kids see that and we let God see that need, let, let them see God meet that need. And I think that's really important. You know, a lot of parents don't want the kids to know we're struggling financially. But if you don't, then you don't allow them to see God meet that need as well. It's almost like we're fearful that God won't meet our needs so much so that we wouldn't want to show God as not being God. Yeah. And um, that takes a risk. Say, look, I've said I believe in God all my life, but now I have a little one watching me uh, say, Mom, Mommy won't won't God take care of us? And you say, yes, he will. And we might say it with fear and trembling, or we might say, I'm afraid, but I know God says he'll be with me when we're afraid. Speaking of scripture on the wall, I would tape uh, scripture verses on my mirror so to help me memorize them. So it wasn't pretty scripture art like what you're talking about. But <laughs> I found out that my girls liked my mirror better. I have only daughters. And so they would come away with the Word of God, whether they liked it or not, because they saw what mommy was trying to put into her heart and mind. That is a great idea. And I have my kids arriving pretty soon. So I might take some of my scripture art that I have downstairs and put it in their bedroom before they get here. We'll have to hurry up so I can finish. Uh, go ahead. Another. Be kind, be kind one to another. That was always on their wall. <laughs> I found that on the back of a toilet at my pampered chef person's house. <laughs> and it was one of those flip calendars that had inspirational sayings. And it says, to be kind is the most important thing. The most important thing in the world is to be kind. And then it says, and the second most important thing in the world is to be kind. And then it goes on to third and fourth. So I shared that at dinner with the kids. I go, all right, mom, we get it. You know, it's like, I hope they get it because we still, I still need help being kind to my husband if I feel impatient or I haven't got enough sleep or I'm, our default is to live for ourselves, at least for me. And so uh, a continued progressing Christian life is, I think, living for the other person. Yes. Would you say so? Yes. Yes. Loving your neighbor. Loving your neighbor as yourself. How are you currently doing this since your kids are gone? So um, currently, um, it's probably just through my prayer life mostly, and I have to be intentional about that. You know, I, I remember when I was raising our, when we were raising our kids, and I would think, oh, they're eight, when they're 18, they're gone, and you don't think about them. Well, that is not the way it works. No kidding. <laughs> I would say, little mamas out there, that's not the way, they're not going to go off, and you're not going to think about them. Because you think about them more when they're not there in your household because you don't know what they're going through. And so um, prayer is really that tool that, um, that I use just to cover my kids and my grandkids uh, in prayer. Um, and um, I think Psalm 127 really sums it up really well. Uh, it says, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain who build it. 
So if we don't have him involved in that building of that household, and then it says, except uh, the Lord watch over the city, he's the watchman. So he's the workman, he's the watchman. Uh, and if we don't have him watching over them, uh, and then the verse four uh, really is like the the um, quote that I quoted about your children or a message sent to a place you'll never go. Verse four says the arrows, uh, as arrows in the hand of a mighty man or a warrior, the children are uh, are the children of one's youth. So really those children need to be covered in prayer. Those mm-hmm. grandchildren need to be covered in prayer. Mm-hmm. It, it really has strengthened my prayer life because I know that really is the only thing I can do now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My biggest tool in my tool belt is my prayer life. And to have, and I've heard people say, well, all I could do was pray, pray. And I'm always convicted and say, well, that's the main thing you can do is pray. In fact, we probably make bigger changes in their lives now that they're gone because we think we're pretty good at controlling them and we really can't control them now. And um, not that we want to control you, young people, but uh, we see things and go, wow, I wish they would just learn from my experience rather than from their own experience. But we can't do that, but we can lift them up to God every day. Uh, Do you have any special tips to help those of us who may not be as strong in our prayer life? I think for me personally, being specific, not just saying, um, you know, God be with Philip today, God be with Rachel today. Um, Just being specific and knowing their specific needs, knowing their personalities and they're your kids. So you're going to know them probably just about better than anybody. Mm -hmm. Know which each one of them struggles with, you know, Mm -hmm. this one is independent and doesn't see his need for God. And, you know, this one is uh, struggles with anxiety and, and really needs uh, just the peace of God. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I remember when I got my first iPhone and my uh, smart oldest daughter, they're all smart, but the oldest one said, okay, mom, this is a Bible app. And then later she goes, I think I've lived to regret that because now I send them verses all the time. But I thought it was pretty cute that she gave it to me and said, I might live to regret this. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, someone told me a long time ago, I was worried about my neighbors not getting saved. And I mentioned it to this older, wiser lady. And she goes, you know, Sue, you can never go wrong with the word. And um, so just a word in season is the word and let God do his work through that. And I think you are so good at that. Describe what, describe what instant encourages, encouragement is for us. No, instant encouragement really is just taking the word of God and just encouraging other Christians with that. I mean, we are so fortunate to have this word. I just don't think we realize how fortunate we are. Very true. You know, when you read back in the Old Testament, how the people gathered around to hear the learned people read the word. And now any of us can have that app on our phone or we have multiple copies in our home. And even uh, today in some parts of this world, they can't have that. And, mm-hmm. and we may get to a point even in this country where we can't have that someday. Mm-hmm. So uh, ingraining that word in our memory, uh, memorizing it, that is so important that we do that. 
Have you had to make any changes to make this happen or, or overcome any obstacles to give this legacy of depending on the word and encouraging other people? Well, I think that um, when it comes to our children uh, and we were trying to leave a legacy with them, um, there were a lot of financial commitments we had to make and we chose to put them in uh, private Christian schools and send them to a private Christian college. And those are big financial commitments. And I understand that everybody can't do that. Um, uh, so they were able to see God meet those needs in those areas and uh, enable us to be able to do that. Uh, so, you know, whatever the needs are in your family, whether they're financial or physical or spiritual, allowing your kids to see God meet you at that place and, and meet those needs is very powerful. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And you feel like you've overcome all those uh, obstacles that you just every day wake up and say, now I'm going to share the encouragement of the Lord. Um, I have been especially this year excited about waking up every morning and getting into his word. And I will be real honest with you. I have tried for years to read the Bible through from cover to cover. And I hear from people who have done it and how great it is. And I've tried over and over and failed over and over. This year, I'm almost done. Wow. up every day. And I've done it different. I have read it in chronological order of book authorship, hmm. which is different. It hmm. starts with Job. And I don't know a better year to start with Job than 2020. <laughs> yeah, <for sure. laughs> so, um, uh, I have just been so blessed this year to dive into his word. And, and like I said, I'm in this season of life where I've got a little more time and I can do that. And it's not going to be in everybody's season of life that you've got an hour or an hour and a half every morning to just dive into the word. But, but when that season of life comes for you to be able to do that. And do you find your mind wandering at all during prayer or reading? I have to have my quiet space without any interruptions. I have to put the phone away. I have to have the TV off. There's no radio on. Um, I have, I, I'm easily distracted. Okay. Uh, and your instant encouragements, are those uh, Instagram posts every day or several times a day? Because sometimes I see you on there more than once. Actually, I, I have a program that tells me when to post, oh. when my... my um, my followers are on by the algorithms and all that technical stuff. And so for the Instagram, it's four posts a day and Twitter is four posts and Facebook is two posts. And, and then wow. we have a couple new blog posts every week. And um, so, yeah. It's, now you're, auth- you're an author as well. Haven't you written Bible studies? I have written Bible studies. I have uh, my Book Baby came out last year. It was my first book. Um, I'm working on another book that is supposed to be out next October. And it is 365-day devotional. And it is going to be called Sweeter Than Honey. And when the reader reads through the uh, 365 days and the accompanying passages that go with each day, and uh, you will have read through the whole book in one year. So I hope that I am encouraging others who have struggled to do that, that, Hey, if I can do it, you can do it. Do you do a Bible verse and then commentary on the verse? Is that what the book is? 
to a passage. So it's usually three to four chapters. And oh. then out of that passage, I just really pray over it before I start. Lord, show me what you want me to write this devotional about today. Hmm. And then I, um, I write something from that passage. And why did you call it Sweeter Than Honey? Because that's his word. His word is sweeter than honey. Mm-hmm. And your first book is called? Um, the Heart That Heals. Wow. Why did you come up with that one? You have a broken heart. Well, um, it really is my story about healing my, uh, how God healed my heart through his promises um, after the death of my sister. Oh. So, um, I, uh, my sister was killed by a drunk driver. And, um, you know, I remember very vividly the night my mother called me. She was on her, my sister was on her way home from work. And after the police had come to my parents' door and told them what happened, my mother called me and she told me. And, uh, you know, I just remember very vividly thinking that God only planned for her to live 18 years. Never planned for her to live a day longer than that. Um, And we all have a numbered amount of years to live. You know, it may be 80, it may be 90 or 100, or it may be 18. Hmm. And I just never questioned God that that was was the 18 years he gave us with her. And you were older? I I was older. Um, I was uh, seven years older. So, um, so this, but it still was very painful and... um, I just wrote this book. Uh, actually, it came from a speaking engagement uh, at a ladies' conference, and then another ladies' conference, and then another ladies' conference. And I took all these notes, and I was like, "This is a book." <laughs> yeah, and all my English teachers are like, "You did what? Look, <laughs> not you. I'm not a writer, so it's very conversational style. It's almost like I'm writing you a love letter." And say, this is how much God loves you. Hmm. Do, you how- do you think God gave you this book to heal your own heart? Is that what you were saying? He gave me these promises through his word to heal my heart. Hmm. And, and uh, somehow it, came, it became a book. Hmm. Hmm. And what are you doing right now with the alphabet or something like that on your website? So we have something going on over at the blog right now. And actually when this airs, it will be over, but you can still go back and read it. It's pretty, uh, it's been fascinating actually. Um, so we just used the alphabet like an acrostic and went through the Bible and picked out uh, a word uh, for A is abide uh, and B is beloved and C is called. And I, I, I just put it out there to a group of writers and I said, uh, would anybody be interested in writing a devotional on a specific verse using five, a specific word using five verses? And um, so I picked the five verses and within just a few hours, I had 25 writers. And that is what makes it so fascinating is you've got 25 different writing styles um, coming together to write these devotionals. So it's 25 weeks, the ABCs of God's love letter. And it will be done at the end of January. And then uh, the plan is to take those 25, put them into a book. and, and Totally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you are um, not wasting your time. I've it's got 
window of time I've got to make good use of. Yeah, we, we have this window of time. Actually, we only have today. Isn't that true? Yeah. Patsy, yes. do you have any closing words of wisdom to give my audience? Closing words of wisdom. Um, I think I would just say to keep on keeping on and uh, do that with an eternal viewpoint. And remember that we are not of this world. We are just passing through, just like the old song says. And uh, do not let 2020 and COVID and political things and whatever happens in 2021, (laughs) because I didn't see any of this coming. Mm -hmm. um, Don't let that get you down because we know who is in control. We know who controls all things. We know he's sovereign. We know that God uh, puts rulers on thrones and he takes rulers down. We know he can heal diseases. Um, And so just like Psalm 4610 says, be still and know that I am God. Mm. Well, we can't end on a better verse than that. So thank you so much, Patsy. You've been encouraging to my heart. And I will put all your links in our show notes so people can... Um, keep reading and also to follow you on Instagram is just Insta Encouragement. Is that correct? Yeah, Insta Encouragements. Wow, terrific. Thanks so much. Alrighty, thank you. Until next time, think about your legacy, the one God has called you to live, all for heaven's sake. I would love to speak at your next Christian Women's event. See my keynotes and retreat series as well as the show notes from today's broadcast at welcomeheart.com. Thanks for coming. You're always welcome here.